It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome into the last episode of the show where me and this guy are friends. Of course, this is the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as the Clark Griswold of this podcast. This is my friend Rusty, my, so- my son, my boy over here, uh, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Freeman. What did you just call me? My, my, my son, my boy. Ru- well, Rusty. you said Rusty. His name is his name is Russ. Rust. His name is not Rusty. His it's Russ. Rusty. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this is now you're an expert on the fucking movie. I am an expert. I I studied it deeply and I hated every before. single oh, moment man. of it. But you'll have to wait until later to hear my uh, hear my full We're thoughts gonna on. We're gonna fight. A very overrated Christmas movie God in my damn personal it. He's not opinion. Even, he's not even waiting to piss me off. <laughs> This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and I might add a, a, a sportsbook app that properly respects National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. But, of course, Jesse, uh, we have Brandon Drury news to get to. Uh, more importantly, we are 100 days away from opening day, which, of we course, are. it means it feels like it's right around the corner, right? It, it is amazing. Like. I don't know the major league baseball offseason, especially here in Arizona. I guess we've we've talked about this a little bit. Like baseball you've got you got the playoffs, and then you got the fall league that stretches through mid November, and then you've got the holidays, and it just feels like baseball season is always yep. just right around the right corner, around the way corner. sooner than you expect it. Let's go. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, a hundred days is gonna go by pretty quickly and of course we have spring training and all those things happening before then absolutely absolutely well in the mean meantime we have free agency news and the arizona diamondbacks continue to be connected to free agents uh jesse will be the first person to tell you he doesn't know how how actually connected they are uh in this case it kind of feels was more xander bogarts I, I wasn't i was a little skeptical of that one <laughs> right, but right. the other brandon ones, drury uh, a little more a okay. little more reasonable all right but brandon drury uh might be coming back to the valley according to reports uh, there, are, there's talk that he could be one of the acquisitions the Diamondbacks made. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense. A right-handed bat, a third baseman. Let's be honest, the Diamondbacks just don't have a consistent third baseman. We've talked about this yesterday. We had one of our questions from the mailbag be about this. But, uh, I mean, obviously, there's plenty of pros to Brandon Drury coming back to this baseball team. I think one of the biggest is that, you know, he's played here before. And obviously, if, if he's going to succeed, if he's going to continue maybe having more of the first half of the season he had last year uh, with Cincinnati, you know, it would be great to see him kind of flourish and, and you know, have have that success back here in Arizona. Obviously, that's 
Uh, more of the the exception than the rule, it seems like, with Brandon Drury. That first half really was like yeah. the one time in his career when he was putting up those type of numbers. He, had, he was excellent in the first half with Cincinnati, 20 home runs, 59 RBIs. Uh, he had 274, 335 on base, 520 slugging percentage. I mean, those are big time numbers. I remember at the time when he was with Cincinnati, uh, there were some Brandon Drury snubbed from the All-Star Game That's conversations that were That's that were happening true. because he was he was that good for them. Uh, but yeah, after being traded over to San Diego, he he was still an above average offensive player, but not nearly to the same level. Uh, his on base percentage was 290 in that stint with San Diego. He slugged 435, so there was still some pop there. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Mike Hazen, it, he was the GM who traded away uh, Brandon Drury back in the day. It was one of the first moves that Mike Hazen made as general manager. Um, 2017, yeah, like off season before 2017. So there's certainly some history here. And I think Brandon Drury is not the same player that he was uh, back when he was with the Diamondbacks. At least you hope, right? You hope that this this new version of Brandon Drury that appeared to emerge in Cincinnati is something that will be sustainable for him moving forward. And as we discussed on the show yesterday, uh, before this rumor even came out, Brandon Drury, there's going to be some risk there. Like if you look at at his stats for the last four years prior to 2022, he wasn't he wasn't much of a player, right? He wasn't really a guy you could plug into the lineup every day. So uh, there's a, a decent amount of risk here, but uh, that's also going to drag down his price tag uh, for a guy who hit 28 home runs last year and had an 813 OPS. You, you might be getting him for a little bit less than than other guys who put up those numbers, but it's it's for a reason, right? It's because he hasn't done this sustainably for a number of years. This this 2022 season was sort of an anomaly for him. Yeah, and he won the Silver Slugger, so of course that he did. He won it for the utility uh, right. spot, which That's is right. uh, which is interesting. But yeah, I mean, he had a he had a good year, and 813 OPS is is certainly respectable. Honestly, one of his best seasons ever was 2016 with the Diamondbacks. So again, this guy has. He's been he's been average. He's been bad at times. Were you a were you a Brandon Jury believer in the early days when he first came up? Was it like a Brandon Jury's going to be a long term infielder, like everyday guy for I the D backs? Ever remember that being like the talk? I really don't. I don't remember Brandon Jury being a guy that when he came up, people had a lot of faith in. I mean, he did pretty well. I think that was the thing was the 2016 season. You know, his second season in the league, how'd you believe yeah. him? Like, hey, man, if this it was guy his age 23 was, season. Yeah. He, he was, was young. The Jay era. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was fixated on Brandon Drury because everybody right. was fixated on, on Jake Lamb. Yeah, because that was Jake Lamb. It wasn't that his all star season was 2016, I believe, Jake Lamb? Uh, I want to say 2017 okay. was Jake Lamb's all star season. Jake Lamb. Yeah, it would have been the year they sent Granky, Lamb, Goldie. And, yeah, it was uh, 2017. 2016, Jake Lamb actually was very good in 2016, but not much went right for the D-backs that year. That's very true. Uh, yeah, but he, I mean, that might have been Jake Lamb's best year overall. He had 29 home runs yeah. that year, 91 RBIs, was good in 17 too. And, yeah, and, then, and, and like you said, then that makes Brandon Drury that much more expendable at that point, considering that Jake Lamb, yeah. was, they were committed in 2017 during his all-star season, the Jake Lamb being the everyday first or third baseman for this team, right? So. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, I want to see the Diamondbacks continue to improve. Uh, and honestly, I want the goddamn Los Angeles Dodgers to get out of the bargain bin. You know, like it's like it's like we're shopping in the bargain bin and then we look off and our really well off neighbor yeah. is also shopping in the same bargain bin, picking up the same toys that we're trying <laughs> to get. And we're like, dude, 
you have money. What are you doing? And then he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Shouldn't you be at Nordstrom or something? Yeah, like, right. One of the more yeah, upscale. Right. Why are you uh, here in the Walmart clearance section? What the <laughs> fuck is going on right now, right? But, of course, uh, MLB Network analyst Harold Reynolds thinks Brandon Drury is a great fit for Los Angeles. And, again, it kind of Interesting. felt like, and, and listening to it, it kind of felt like, yeah, he's a great fit based on what Los Angeles has been doing lately. And, again, uh, Los Angeles seems to be now on a bit of a reclamation kick you know like picking up yeah. these guys that they think that they can get back to a higher point like as we said yesterday they've done with so many other players justin turner and max muncie being just a few of those guys drury did destroy lefties last year if you're looking for a guy you can hit lefties last year drury hit 299 329 on base 626 slugging percentage he had a lot of pop against against lefties but he's also like he's probably good enough against righties that you'd he probably wants an everyday role. Like, I don't know if Brandon Drury's about to sign a contract to be, you know, your specialist against left-handed pitchers. He's Very just, he, he's probably too good for that. So it's a question of, you know, how much does Brandon Drury move the needle over Emmanuel Rivera and, and Josh Rojas at third base, right? That's probably the primary position he would be playing for the D-backs. He did play a whole bunch of positions last year, which was kind of interesting. Last year, Brandon Drury played 67 games at third base, 30 games at first base, 27 games at second base. He played two at shortstop, which is wild. I'm not really sure uh, why a team would put Brandon Drury at at shortstop unless they absolutely had to. I guess that was maybe out of out of necessity. Sometimes you 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 use your outfielder as a pitcher, Jesse. Sometimes you just sometimes that's true. Sometimes Carson Kelly's on the mound in the eighth (laughs) or ninth inning, and that's just the way it works. But he did DH 26 games as well. But he's one of those utility guys who's not like a great defender if you look at some of the advanced metrics for him defensively the sample sizes aren't big because he didn't spend that much time at any particular position but none of the numbers are particularly good he didn't really grade out as a great third baseman or a great second baseman he's just sort of like playable anywhere i guess he's a bat yeah that's what most most teams are looking that's what teams are signing brandon jury for absolutely uh, meanwhile, I, I have a little bit of a chicken and the egg situation, Jesse. I'm not sure what came first because the D-backs are still connected to the Blue Jays in regards to right. rumors, according to MLB trade rumors, about a trade between them for potentially one of their young catchers for one of the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays still young. have three catchers. Yeah, yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. If, like, when I, I read these rumors and then they, they talk about stuff and then I realize, like, we – Started talking about this before I actually read it anywhere. We were just like, hey, of all the teams, Toronto kind of makes sense. So are, are, yeah. we, are we where the rumors are generating from? I think Is that's it. I fault? think that's it. Are we coming up with this stuff <laughs> no, and then I, reporting back on our own rumors <laughs> that we're creating? Am I the trauma? <laughs> am, I, am, am I the problem? It's me. Hi. I, I, do, I me. do have to say, though, like, because even this brain and jury thing, right? Like, yeah. I, I wrote a story. I think it might have been while the season was still going, like About, early, yeah, early yeah. look at free yeah. agent targets for the D-backs. And Brandon Drury was on the list. And, and here he is, you yeah. know, being like actually rumored. Sometimes it's not that complicated. It's like not. the D-backs need like a right handed hitting third baseman. There's yeah. not that many. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily need, you know, official reports to confirm to, to, what to some of the. Put stuff in yeah, the place, it's yeah. in some ways it's not that complicated. And I do think the D-backs and Blue Jays, maybe, maybe there's still some. Well, and that's what actually MLB trade rumor said, said, I mean, it was like an article that wasn't trying to say hey we're confirming this on any information yeah but it was more speculative, speculative sort of. yeah, arizona yeah. was one of six teams listed as the most logical trade partner sure. for toronto but what i thought was interesting was of all the six teams listed they confirmed that arizona was in fact the one that made the most sense 
Interesting. Like it made the most sense for Toronto to do a deal and it made the most sense for the D-backs to do the deal. I yeah. just can't help but wonder, do <laughs> does speculation like this get things moving? Like, I mean, you know, like if Mike Hazen kind of reads this, is, is Mike Hazen ever going to be like, you know what? Maybe they're right. I'm going to call Toronto again, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's funny. I'm going to have to go pretty hard no, no on that. Right, I don't, right, I don't right. think uh, I don't think Mike don't Hazen think is looking to MLB trade rumors to figure out which players he should be going after. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there is some actual reported information backing a connection with the Blue Jays. I believe they were on the list of teams that has checked in on the Diamondbacks' yeah. young outfielders. So, yeah, it's not it's not rocket science. Um, you know, in whether this day and age, it feels like any team that's trying to make a move is checking in on talented yeah. young players other teams have. Right. And really, yeah. when it comes down to it. Arizona has made it known that they are not really looking for prospects in return at this point. They're trying to get major league ready talent or right. players that are currently in major league baseball. So uh, they still the, the Blue Jays still do have a, sort of a hole in the outfield. They got Kevin Kiermeyer. Um, but outside of that, you've got Whit Merrifield, who maybe could play some innings in the outfield, more, probably more so a second baseman. You've got George Springer. Um, you've got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Don't know if they necessarily view him as like a true everyday guy. So there is still kind of an opening there um, to add a, one of the Diamondbacks left-handed hitting outfielders. And of course, the Blue Jays still have three catchers, which it seems like mm-hmm. kind of a near certainty that by the time opening day rolls around, they're probably not going to have three catchers anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, if you haven't had a chance to do so, make sure to check out our website over at gophnx.com. Of course, Jesse has wonderful articles, both unlocked and for diehards only. Uh, we thank you guys for being here right now in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you're joining us right now, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, Please subscribe to us there as well if you haven't done so, and leave us a review. We appreciate the feedback very much. Uh, and also, that's not the only thing, you guys. Uh, of course, we have uh, OGs in the house, and OGs is my favorite way to forget about the Arizona Diamondbacks not making any <laughs> trade maneuvers this offseason, any offseason free agency acquisitions. Just got to wait till January. Just gotta I think wait. you might, might see a little bit more movement see. in January. Okay. Probably not. Probably nothing and in I'm, the next I'm an, 10 days. I'm an impatient person. I run hot, Jesse. I, I have a hard time waiting for stuff. So, oh, Jesus, my way of making myself more patient. And, of course, you know, what, I, what, I, what I'm suggesting to them is a holiday flavor. I didn't see a holiday flavor. They had a special summertime flavor. I don't know what a holiday flavor would consist of because I, I just think of gross candies really during the holidays. I'm not a big <laughs> peppermint guy. I don't like the little wintergreen like, you know. Yeah, and peppermint is probably the most like wintry yeah, right, flavor, right? right? Yeah, like, like pumpkin. Pumpkin yeah. is to fall as peppermint is there to winter. Go. There you go. There but you go. I don't want any of that. I like the flavors that they already have. Orange cream skull being my favorite. But of course, check in with our friends at OGs. They have a wide range of doses, strains, and flavors for you to choose from. No matter what mood you're in, no matter no matter how impatient you are, they'll help you out. So make sure to check them out at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or over to enjoy. Jesse, I got some news that's going to bring some smiles to D-backs fan spaces. Uh, Fosh, can we do a little spy on our exes, please? Yeah, it's that time, folks. We're going to spy on our exes. And this one... Uh, kind of, uh, kind of exciting for some of you, most of you, I'm sure. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. You think this is, you think this is yeah, exciting, this is exciting for, for them. Okay. Yeah, All this right. is exciting for them. They're going to be excited about this. The Atlanta Braves <laughs> made their first uh, free agent signing of the offseason. 
signing outfielder Jordan Luplo. Wow, that is their first, isn't it? It is their first. I guess the, the yes. Sean Murphy thing is, yeah, not that's a, that's a trade. That's yeah, not a free that's, agent that's, I mean, at least um, they're active, right? So you can't say they're not doing things. Also, if there's any teams that doesn't fucking need to add more to their, like, already impressive lockdown roster that's, that's fair it's atlanta that's but fair. they do sign luplo to a one-year 1.4 million dollar contract ensuring that he is not coming back to the arizona diamondbacks next season jesse what are your thoughts yeah i mean once you once you non-tender him you sort of you know you sort of sort of expected that yeah, that he probably walked, wasn't walked away probably yeah. wasn't coming back but yeah one year 1.4 million dollars jordan luplo was projected to get about two million dollars in arbitration so you know, if if you're sort of evaluating this in terms of, you know, was Jordan Luplo truly worth less on the open market than what the D-backs would have paid? I guess the answer, the answer is, is yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, he got one point four million, which makes sense after after the season he had in Arizona. But I will also say that Jordan Luplo is is probably a bounce back candidate. Like I would not be that surprised going into ben, ben next in the year. Comment says Luplo is going to rake. Yeah, you're right. Ben. It, it you really it bad. really wouldn't surprise me that much. Um, it was sort of a weird year for him. Uh, playing time was a little bit all over the place, and he's he's more of a platoon guy. But uh, it just seemed like he never really was able to to find a groove offensively and. He's he's still relatively young. I think he's a good hitter. I think he's better than what he showed last year. Two teams have still not signed a single free agent, Jesse. That would be the Miami Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers. Meanwhile, six teams have only signed one free agent. On the other end of the spectrum, you have the D-backs. Not not among them. Not, right? They're not. Yeah, yeah. They're not among Miguel them. Castro yeah, they, and they, Scott McGuff. Yep, that just there gets them out of the range of this conversation just a bit. But the Mets, meanwhile, have signed the most with seven free agents. And they've they've just they've just thrown money around willy nilly, if you will, uh, and it seems to really be feast or famine for the most part when it comes to teams either already being good and getting better, yeah, or just the elite teams staying at the top, right? I mean, outside of the Texas Rangers, we have not really seen any team make a big splash. I feel like that's changing their position from being at the bottom yeah. to the top, right? That's a that's a good point. I th- I mean I guess you could maybe make the case that Carlos Correa like maybe elevates the Giants to some sort yeah, of yeah, a yeah. new but level. We're talking about the fucking Giants that are good like every other year They're, anyway, right? right. So it's emphasis like, on every other yeah year, every, right? every other year. Right? So, but, <laughs> Although I did just I don't know if you saw this report. This this came out maybe a couple of hours ago. I don't know if there's any updates on this just yet, but apparently the Giants postponed introducing Carlos Correa yeah. to the media yeah. because there were some issues with the with his physical um there were some health concerns that showed up oh, there so i yeah i'm not here to say that the Carlos Correa to the Giants deal is falling through or is being renegotiated none of that is known yet but it is a it is something interesting to monitor for sure yeah for sure but baseball will never be competitive when you have this difference in pay when you have this difference in spending Especially, I mean, this. like, what do you what do you mean by competitive? Like, fair? No, not fair. <laughs> right. But like, competitive in some ways, it's yes. Competitive. In some ways, yeah. But is it? It's like you said, it's fair when you have one team spending three times the amount of of the another team within their same division. You know, it's yeah. I, I saw a great analogy when it came to being a parent around this time of the year, right? And it's something that we don't often think about is. How is it when one kid gets spoiled by Santa? How does another kid feel when like they didn't get anything from Santa, right? Like, mm. and I kind of feel this way about us as teams, right? Like, what did we do 
What did we do to deserve nothing? You know, like who is Santa in the analogy? Uh, Rob say, Rob Manfred is no, Rob Manfred like, Santa? Are because you got a bunch want, of owners. You I don't, don't just have break one this down owner, for you, Jesse. Because there's lots of Santas too, and I don't really know how to express okay. that with you without right. ruining a certain level of your childlike wonderment. But <laughs> I will say that every team owner could be considered Santa in this scenario. <laughs> every it's team like, owner is considered Santa. Every, every okay. team owner is in charge of getting us something special. So so. So it's not that like Santa has favorites. It's just that there are different Santas yeah, and so, they have different levels of benevolence. That's it. Essentially that's it. is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And makes the sense. world is a cruel and unfair place. So who gets <laughs> Krampus? Huh? So who gets Krampus? Uh, the Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins Miami for sure. Miami Marlins. Have Krampus <laughs> running things over there. I don't know. But anyway, uh, good luck to <laughs> good luck to the teams like us that don't get a happy Christmas or whatever. But anyway, uh, if you guys haven't done so already, you're going to get wonderful content like this Christmas Santa talk right here, uh, here at GoPHNX. But of course, get yourself a membership because you'll get yourself a free t-shirt or hat from the PHNX locker every year. Uh, every year you sign up, you'll get 20% off of your merchandise over there. You'll get all sorts of content, including Jesse's newsletter for diehards only, as well as specific uh, events that we are going to only have uh, diehards come out to. Most importantly, you get discounts. I said the 20% off. You get discounts on events, too, like our upcoming PHNX Four Peaks Tea Party on January 13th. Uh, as Jesse pointed out, Friday the 13th. So make sure to come out and, uh, you know... Uh, protect your neck, you know. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be there, but I am gonna be on guard because yeah, when at you're, all times. you just come aware, if, you if, know. If Jesse has both a ping pong po- paddle and an axe in his hand, I don't want you to think anything <laughs> different of it. But of course, like I said, diehards get that discount 45 per person, 36 for diehards, 160 for a foursome, 120 for diehards, and that includes unlimited range balls, a set of rental clubs. We're going to be watching the Suns versus the Timberwolves with our friends from the PHNX Suns. Uh, We're going to have our friends from Big Drive Energy out there as well as plenty of our partners out there. Not only providing you guys with wonderful uh, stuff, swag, but you'll also be a chance to buy uh, our our stuff from our PHNX locker and more. We'll also have uh, mini games, like I said, including playing Jesse and Is is there a three-point Shootout? There is Did a I hear that correctly? Point shootout. Yeah, there Ooh. will be a basketball hoop. So plot shot twist. At glory. It's a shot at glory. So okay. It's, have you, for it's anybody, so for anybody who hasn't been to the Waste Management Open Wednesday event, okay. right, the Pro Am Day, I have not. They do this thing called Shot of Glory at the end of the day, where all of the celebrities that played in the Pro Am they all huddle around sixteen, and they all take one shot at the green, and I think closest to the pin wins some amount of money. So we're doing a play on that, right? Instead of a shot at glory on the golf course, they're going to put a basketball hoop out there um, and people are going to shoot threes. Let's go. I'm going to. Wait, so is it like like whoever makes the farthest three wins? That I do not know. All I'm saying is I very well may be more competitive in a three-point shootout situation than even in a ping pong situation. Uh, I did win a three-point contest when I was in high school. And and I, I will hold it over. Uh, the varsity player who is like six inches taller than me. You never cease uh, to amaze me. 
I just, I have I have a fair amount of pride of this one yeah. moment from from back in high school, and I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to really let go of it. Sure. So I get it. Uh, I'm just saying I would come I would come into a three point shootout with a fair amount of confidence. Brian wants to know: Are you bringing your own paddle to the ping pong game? Is what they want to know. You know, my my skills translate to any any environment, any playing conditions, any level of equipment, whether good or bad. Someone so, needs to put Jesse in his place. <laughs> He's 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 just on one with this. He this has the confidence. amount of confidence that I <laughs> pretend to have, but could never have in my entire life. And he's, he's so subtle about it too. Yeah. He's well, like, the, oh, yeah, by the way, the I'll beauty of it is that I've I've been talking up my ping pong skills for several months now, yeah, oh, and yeah. because we don't have a ping pong and table in the see, office, yeah. I haven't had to There's actually. There's no defend. way to verify <laughs> if he's actually good at this or not, but I can't wait to find out. Uh, Mark Solera says, if I make it, can we force Jesse to shop during a normal period of time during Christmas? Mark also asked earlier if you needed anything from Chandler Mall. I think he's I did trying see to that. I did see your that. shopping again because it makes us, it gives us all anxiety, Jesse. It gives us all anxiety. But uh, come out January 13th. Join us for a fun night of golf, food, drinks, contest prizes, getting your ass kicked by Jesse Friedman and more. Of course, like I said, our PHNX Suns crew will be hosting a watch party for the Suns versus Timberwolves. <laughs> the Mike Trout of ping pong. We'll be out there providing beer samples and swag. So join us for that. And if you can't make it out, make sure to grab some Four Peaks Brewing Company beer wherever you grab your beer and join us remotely, even though we have no way to have you tune in. We'll just pretend like you're there. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Um, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for me and this guy to forever is, end our relationship it, because <laughs> it is time for another edition of Jesse Hasn't Seen It. And this time we gave him a very special assignment, one that I'm so glad, I am so glad that Leah is not here to have to hear because I <laughs> have a feeling that you would have infuriated both me and her. I probably with what would you're have. about to say. I first, probably would have. First, confess to the people how you've never seen a vacation movie. I haven't. No, never seen a and national. I, and I didn't. Vacation. I didn't know there were multiple until I did a Google search after watching this one. Apparently, there's one in Europe and there's one in Las Vegas. And I swear I read about another Christmas one, but apparently. You're telling me I misread that? I'm yeah. telling you, Mr. Well, I don't know. Sometimes there's those like direct-to-video crap ones where they didn't even have the original cast in okay. it. I don't know if something like okay. that exists. Maybe there's a cheap When you were looking for something. the Sandlot, you brought up Sandlot 2, and I have never seen a yeah, Sandlot I came, 2. I came very close to mistakenly yeah. watching Sandlot 2 because it's significantly easier to find on streaming services than the actual <sighs> Sandlot movie. God, I uh, swear to God, <laughs> Oh anyway, I, I digress. Uh, let's let's go ahead and bring in the uh, first screenshot here, Jacob, which is of uh, Clark uh, driving the car yes. in the most outrageous situation. Uh, if you, if you notice, possible. my shirt has little. Do you see, it's got oh, little. Yeah. Little, little you're, you're always you're always tree on top. Well equipped. Yeah. Roosevelt takes care of you, well, Derek. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have this situation where uh, Clark Griswold driving the family out. Right, they're they're selecting the Christmas tree. It's such a and it's such a hot opening. It, it's it was. I, this is the part where I actually liked the movie. All okay. right, okay. this was this is the part where I actually was enjoying myself because it appeared at the time that Clark was like going to be the craziest guy in this film, right? That that was I was very much under the impression that like okay, this guy's family is pretty normal, like his kids pretty normal. They're kind of doing the like I'm embarrassed about my dad thing. Yeah, um, and Clark is just like. Just like absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah just yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then as the movie went on, I realized that Clark is in fact 
probably the most reasonable, or at least one of the most reasonable characters the in the movie compared about? to some of the people we meet a little bit later. Okay, so, so first of all, yes, that's the point. Because Clark is a good dude. It's the exterior factors that really make him a madman. I mean, that's, ah. I feel like that's pulled out in all of these scenes, right? Whether it's his family, whether it's a beautiful woman at the department store, whether it's, <laughs> you know, his fantasies over him having a pool. These are all things that make him act uh, unreasonable. What exactly was the pool thing? Was he going to build a pool in his backyard? Yes. Was that the idea? Yes. Okay. Because that was just, I don't know, that was just, like, do we know where this movie is set? It doesn't really seem that conducive to a swimming pool to me. It's definitely a back back east kind of thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah back east, if you go to, like, areas of New York or Ohio and places yeah, like that. Yeah, because there's, right? like, mountains and stuff right. out there. So, so. If, you, if you go there, you'll notice that they're, like, pools are a scarcity. But there's there's this thing about, like, being truly wealthy when you have not only a pool in that kind of part of town, but an under, b- below ground, in ground pool, mm. that shit's unheard of. Okay. Because most, you know, of course, the idea here is you want to oh, go to pull it. Wait, pool. wait, wait. Suburbs it's, of Chicago. It's Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Then, like, I don't think Chicago. Because he wears, like, Blackhawk stuff and everything. Right. Yeah, you're right. Time, yeah. Okay. You're right. So Chicago makes sense. But then why is he, like, driving into the mountains? Like that there didn't, are mountains in Illinois. Uh, I've spent I spent an entire summer in Illinois, Derek, and I did not come across one mountain peak in my driving? time there. I drove a All lot. Over? I drove oh, just about man. every every nick and cranny of Illinois I've been to. Right, but so anyway, do, so you're doing the thing again where you're nitpicking. Okay, I, 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 I am sort of I am here. granted I'm sort of nitpicking. All right, um, we can go to the next screenshot here. So so what's what's going on here? I need I need a little explanation on the electrical situation here. Have you never put up? fucking christmas lights oh, on your i absolutely house? have and i know that this kind of whatever you want to call this mess yeah is not necessary oh it is God. not necessary right. uh right. because the idea here is that is that clark's a jackass and he's not doing things the proper way so things correct. are dangerous and horrible because correct. he needs to have entirely too many lights plugged in here we did, are we going to go frame by frame and explain <laughs> these things to you? I, I don't want to defend this movie this much. Go ahead. These are just all of the moments that kind of drove me nuts throughout okay. the whole thing. All right. Yeah. So let's go to the next one. Um, so here we have. Cousin oh, Eddie. Oh, man. <laughs> I really wanted to think that Eddie was funny, but I didn't. Eddie just drove me mad. Yes, like I was just so I was just so angry at him the entire time. Um and yes, I grant you to any to everyone wondering, you know, why am I nitpicking at all the small details? Fair yeah. point. It's a yeah. comedy. It's not really meant to be yeah. uh treated in this way. Right. But <laughs> I will say I did not find Eddie to be funny. I just found him to oh be extremely God. cringy and irritating. Yes. Um yes. You're actually Which is the point? Finding like, the role. like so far, all of you, all you've said is, I have completely felt the way that the people making this movie have wanted me to feel about these people so far. Yes, you're supposed to feel that way about the lights all being plugged in. It's supposed to give you anxiety. It's supposed to look like he's about to set his fucking house on fire. And yes, sure. cousin Eddie is the most obnoxious human being in the pla- on the planet. That's the point. But it was comes over. He's just one of those energy vampires no. that just sucks your just sucks your energy it was, out. And like so bad. Ruins your so bad. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Clark wanted an ideal happy family Christmas specifically with his own family, not with all these jackasses all that right, come into but, town and but, stay at his house. But 
so there's Eddie and then there's Eddie's wife. And this oh. is just a devastating <laughs> moment. This, I just, I just, like this it's moment, really- again, it wasn't funny. It was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like seeing the turkey opened up and look like this yeah. and then and then they're all eating around the table and, and it's organs and it's yeah. like this is not the i don't understand how you can have a turkey that looks so good on the outside and looks like this on the inside yeah what else you got all right uh, we can go to the, the we can go to the next yeah you can't you cannot one. possibly are you gonna uh, are you yeah. gonna defend the cat well here's what's funny is uh my wife is related to this cat um oh my gosh this is like <laughs> the, like my like my wife's aunt or aunt cousin second cousin some ridiculous thing i wish i would have fucking verified this with her before coming on the show but uh yes this is uh like that was the cat wrangler that owned this cat in this movie uh the cat came out fine jesse you know the 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 cat survived the cat survived that's fine but uh what what, what's your thought on the cat oh again just just utterly like like it didn't make me laugh it just made me like this is just so sad. Like this cat just got burned and they're like chuckling about it. Uh, I think Eddie makes like a nine lives joke or something like that. Um, anyway, let's let's go to the let's go to the next one here. Um, there's there's a few other moments throughout this that I have to point out. So at the, at the end, this is close to the end of the movie and Clark is, you know, they're all ready to leave. And Clark is like, no, you should stay. And I'm like, no, you should leave. <laughs> you should, should go. You should Everyone get out of go. here as soon as possible. <laughs> and of course, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was really hoping the movie the, we, would just end at this point. You get the point. happy ending where he gets the jelly of the month club, right? And then <laughs> That's fair. Cousin That's Eddie fair. is the true hero who goes and kidnaps his boss. And then he almost gets arrested. <laughs> and then the police forgive everything because it was just a misunderstanding. And that's how that stuff works out. Jesse. The, the ending, I did sort of appreciate the ending, I will say. Um, a couple of other moments. Like, what? what the dog jumps <laughs> through the door? Like that that just that seems a little far fetched. Am I wrong here, Derek? Did not grow up watching movies in the eighties. Dogs jump through was the it, door all the time in movies in the eighties. Was it far fetched, Jesse? Oh, ah. you deserve that one. All right. Are there any other screenshots? <laughs> no, that's it. That's right. it? Okay. All right, then we can put up the graphic with all of my all of my fancy ratings on the again, these are percentiles. Um, so what in the actual fuck is this? Yeah, Jesse? but I'm giving I'm giving a 93 for Aunt Bethany's patriotism you because those were bitch. those were by two my my fate by far my two favorite moments of this movie oh when Aunt Bethany breaks out in the uh, Pledge of Allegiance when they're trying to pray at the, at the table and then the way that it ends with the uh, the Star Spangled Banner was also really Aunt Bethany by far my favorite character oh my in this God. movie. Uh, come on, you, you have to appreciate Aunt Bethany too, right, Derek? Every, I appreciate everyone. everybody in this movie. They're all great. <laughs> this is a great fucking movie. What I can't appreciate is you giving the plot a 26, the rewatchability a 33, and the overall score a 37. Yeah, I have no desire to watch this ever again. And the plot did not develop. Like, I was. What do you mean? I was, I was one hour into oh this movie, God. and it felt like. Like some crazy things had happened and also nothing had happened. Like it's the kind of movie that like it's designed to make you chuckle, but like characters don't develop. Things don't really change in any meaningful way. We're just like hanging out this hang out at this house, having all sorts of ridiculous things happen over and over again. 
someone else. He's being so selfish in the movie, and then he does something for Clark. Like, how is that not changing? How is Clark? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, not, maybe he changed a little bit. How but... is Clark not re realizing that his gigantic rant and the way he's been acting and everything caused his cousin to go kidnap his boss? <laughs> I just wish he noticed it a little bit sooner. All he wanted was his bonus, <laughs> Jesse. God damn it. 37? 37. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jacob mistakenly put 42, and I made him lower it because it needed to be 37, not 42. Sean? Oh, it was okay. All right. I'm blaming the wrong person, apparently. But <laughs> I just can't do the show with you anymore. Apparently, apparently I, can't do the show with you anymore. I am somewhat alone in this oh because every, everyone in the comments is giving me a very hard time. But I'm just being honest here. I did not I did not find this movie to there were some moments that made me chuckle, but Ooh, overall it Ooh, was it was one of the worst movies I have possibly ever seen. Oh it was just God. so off the rails that I just I couldn't do it. It was not a, not a fun time. Charles Woodall Pike, go watch the movie and then you can boo him too. Uh, Kyle says I'm actually on Jesse's side. The movie is overrated and extremely unfunny. Yeah, you. That's both, really what it was. You that's both what were it was. born in the 2000s, weren't you? You were born. In I the was 2000s. not born in the 2000s. You were born after I graduated high school. I know that for a fact. Possible. Um, I hate all of this, and I hated that, and I almost don't want to assign him to any more movies, but I feel like... Kyle said exactly what is sort of on my mind with this, though. I think it's overrated based on how much you and Leah in particular like built this up as being like one of your favorite movies of all time. No. And it wasn't... There were some things that were funny, right? Aunt Bethany, she really made me laugh, but a lot of it just wasn't funny. It was just like, this is just stupid and ridiculous, and... Uh, I kid you not, when this when the end came on the screen at the conclusion of this film, I was watching it with my sister-in-law, and her word, her exact words were, oh, thank God, this movie is finally over. Oh and I felt very oh similarly, God. so there you go. Someone asked in the, in, in the comments, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie is A Charlie Brown Christmas, by probably a wide margin. It's legendary. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. I have nothing to say. This is the After end of the PHNX D-backs yeah, podcast. This is the end. I, if you guys have watched this, that's beginning, where we're you guys going got with to this. see the whole series because this shit's a wrap. Uh, before we go, of course, I want to let you know uh, that I lost in our fantasy football league. I'm very sad about that. Uh, I uh, probably uh, am as mad at his receiver uh, as, as Aaron Rodgers was last night for him missing that touchdown there at the end with very few seconds left to go. That would have given me the win. Uh, and it, obviously this is why I'm not very good at this because I can't even remember my own wide receiver's name. But uh, <laughs> sons are back. That's, what, that's the most important thing to take away from here. New owner, uh, they're back, baby. So, of course, go bet on them. And, of you can, if you haven't gone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, sign up with our code of PHNX. I don't know what you're waiting for. You place a $5 pregame money line bet on the Suns or any other NBA team win, but let's be honest, do it on the Suns, uh, to win their game, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, I think, is Devin Booker still out? Yeah, Devin Booker's still out. So yeah. wait, we might want to pause on that. We might want to pause on betting on the Suns on the money line just for a little bit. But, of course, uh, make sure to do so. And you can get yourself some money. Again, check in for opting in on all of their specials that they have, especially on NFL football. They're always throwing some free money your way, and that's exactly what it is. So make sure to keep an eye out for that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Kyle says his favorite Christmas movie, Jesse, 
is Muppet Christmas Carol or a Christmas story. No, no, Kyle, no. Kyle, you cannot like a Christmas story and hate National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There's just no fucking way <laughs> both of those things can exist with the same person. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't see how narrow-minded you're you're talking. I right see how narrow-minded you're being when you watch this movie, Jesse. I saw how narrow-minded you were that entire review. Don't even get me started on that. The more we do these movie review things, I'm coming to realize that like I'm not really allowed to have my own opinions on these movies. Like if if you're giving me a movie assignment, you fully expect that I will view the movie in identical fashion to how you view yes. the movie. Yes, yes, that's how I feel about everything. I want <laughs> I'm not, to I'm not sure that was the greatest at all times. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. This is what happens. Don't yeah. cause yourself grief by expecting people to be something they're not. Right? <laughs> we know who Jesse is. I knew exactly who he was, and we let him off the hook. Uh, I am still beside myself right now. I I will say Muppet Christmas Carol does slap. Uh, Die Hard is also a very good. Christmas Die Hard was movie. actually on this particular night that I watched Christmas uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Die Hard was the movie that I was going to watch, um, and uh, and I convinced my family members to watch uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation instead. And now apparently I'm banned. From forever picking movies at our family gathering again. You're banned at my house too. That's for guys. <laughs> yeah, sure. Apparently, I'm, I'm sure banned from everyone that. at this point. Banned, and a lot of people here. Maybe, maybe you and, and a couple of these guys can go watch movies together. Kyle, definitely. You and Kyle can go watch. Movies anyway. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for being here today and for witnessing the end of this show. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you can get us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for joining us. On behalf of Faj, Jesse, and myself, we uh, appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but how the fuck did you give it a 37, Jesse? <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I just think that it's the most horseshit review you've ever done in your life. I know you've done bad reviews before, but this one fucking takes the cake. I cannot believe this is the number you gave this show, Jesse. Oh my God.